Hello and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for the horror. We are your hosts. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. Welcome to today's episode. I know, right? Hey, what's going on? Uh, it occurred to me right as we pressed record that I had no idea what the hell I was doing next. And so I was like, oh, I need to fig- remember what that is. <laughs> I know what I'm doing next. And then you we have to coordinate this one. But I'm jacked. Alright. Do you know what I'm doing next? I don't remember. Alright, well I'll message it to you. I'm sure this is delightful banter for our listeners. <laughs> I'll message it to you. And they if I need to it. change it, I will. No, you're fine. The odds that we pick the same movie... No, I know is... we won't, but if we're going to uh, coordinate in any way, you know... Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot completely. I don't even know what that is. Uh, watch a trailer. <laughs> Park your mobile. <laughs> that sounded more intense Shit. than... It's still in theaters, but it's... Uh, it's available for purchase. Yeah. That's uh, enough of a hint right there. Yeah. But uh, today, we are going to talk about Evil Dead 2 in the Yay. sweltering heat that is living in the desert right now. Oh, no shit. It Next sucks. week's going to be worse. Next week, I'm going to be at the beach, bitch. Yeah, I might uh, use some vacay and be at my house. Hey, you might as well. <laughs> I would. Mm, I might have to. Anyhow. Yeah, my do- my daughter's birthday is next week, so we're going to go oh, down to Newport sure. and spend some time. I'm excited. Nice. To, dude, I even delegated my time cards this week. I never do that. Yeah. I don't. I always just handle my own shit, even when I'm on vacation. But this time, I'm checking out. I'm not taking my computer with me. I might. No, I'm not going to take my computer with me. <laughs> I'm checking out. <laughs> um, but I might. But, oh, yeah, but maybe. I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, today, we are talking about Evil Dead 2. So, I watched this movie last night. I was up until about 12.30, just because that's the way yesterday went. And, um, yeah, dude, I'm excited to be able to finally... Obviously, the way this movie ends leads right into Army of Darkness, and I'm fucking jacked to watch it. But, like, this this movie's good. I'm less jacked to watch it now. I mean, I was never, like, super hyped anyway, but... People have been telling me to watch Army of Darkness like That's, since I was born, and I'm sick yeah. of it. I yeah. own it. I, so do I. But I just... <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it. I don't hate it, this movie. I'll preface I, that now. Like, it was fun. And I yeah. can appreciate it from a filmmaker's perspective. Like, he... And I love Raimi. Like, he's done some Which of my one? favorite comic book movies of all time. Sam. Yeah. Ted's so I thought you talking about... But, <laughs> I thought you talking about Ted. <laughs> He's funny. He's good as Hoffman. Yeah. But. As Henrietta. What was the other thing he was in? Didn't we cover something where he was uh, like the boyfriend that gets killed? Was it Candyman? Yeah, he was in the. Yeah, he that's, was the boyfriend yeah, that's that's what, get, yeah. yeah, good. Hey, nice pull. It took a sec, but yeah, I was like, God, he was like. I'm the fucking boyfriend. proud of you. Well, okay. Hey, look at you. I do have my moment. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> So, kind of like with uh, going off of what you were saying with that, I I feel like because the significance of this movie mm. in the horror genre, I feel as if I have to enjoy it more. 
right. than I do. And don't get me wrong, I'll watch this again, and, and I'm I'm yeah. definitely going to watch it again because I need to give it a better shake than watching it so late last night because um, just the way that the night went, I did not get to it till late. Um, work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I'm getting tired, and I'm like, okay, look. Like what? So, I mean, I watched it last week because we were originally going to do this last week, and uh, I haven't watched it again since. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I, it was prime conditions. I was alone in my office, fully committed. I wasn't fucking off on my phone I doing shit. A bit, yeah. But it's just, it's not my style. Like, I don't like doofy horror. It's not really my bag. And the over the top blood stuff and all the, it's just like, after a while, it's just like, okay, I get it. Like, so the thing is, though, is I, like, I have no problem settling in and watching Ash versus Evil Dead, mm-hmm. like, because there's, it's, I don't know, there's something like with the cross-eyed doofiness of this movie where he's like, it's like, okay, you're, you know, you're Bruce Campbell, you're not Don Knotts, like, yeah, yeah very, I mean, he, like, he can be a great actor, he's no, like, you know, A-lister or anything, sorry, Bruce, but. Yeah, he was. It was like watching a raunchy Looney Tunes cartoon <laughs> that was going far too long. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I'll, I like the movie. I yeah. enjoyed what I saw. Like, I love Bruce Campbell to death. Um, mm-hmm. It, but like, I didn't grow up with these movies. Like a lot of people right. who hold um, significance to these films, I don't have that attachment. I know I've said that before. And there's a part of me that feels like, man, I have to like this. And yeah, I, I have that too. But at the same time, like, I don't feel like I still like it. It's not mm. going to be like, it's not like Halloween to me or right. you know, The Crow, where like I will watch these movies yearly, if not yeah. a couple times a year. Um, I do enjoy Ash versus Evil Dead more. I am looking forward to Evil Dead. Uh, was it High Rise or the new movie that's coming out? I don't remember. Um, and I loved the remake that came out. Yeah. Not, you know, I've been, I guess it's been a while now. I think it was like 2013 or something. Yeah. But I loved that movie. Like, it was great. I was forced to watch the original about a decade ago by the guy who managed the building I was living in. Oh, We sure. were friends and, you know, talking movies and shit. I was like, you got to watch this. I went, fine. And I did, fine. and it's fine. And now I watch this one for this, and it's just like, it's it's good, I guess. You know, it's not my thing. The The remake was fantastic. Yeah. Like, I love the remake to so, the point where I want to buy it immediately. Oh, but, well, yeah. So the problem with me on, on this um, franchise is I watched it all out of whack. So I watched Evil Dead. I've seen Evil Dead 1 a few times. This is the first time I've actually sat down and watched Evil Dead 2 from start to finish. I have not seen Army of Darkness. I've seen a bunch of Ash vs. Evil Dead. I played the Evil Dead games. So it's mm-hmm. like I knew all I knew more about the those like the premise of these outside of watching the movies. And so I feel like I, I didn't I kind of fucked myself on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like That's fair. Like and also we'll get into it when we talk about the movie, but like I will definitely give this more of a fair shake later. But um, I don't want to make it sound like we're just uh, shitting on it. Yeah, because there are because some it, like, like yeah, the deadites out there, they are very protective of oh, this movie. <laughs> and uh, Bruce Campbell, and I get it. 
Yeah. Like, I'm not And that's something that I talk about all the time with Patrick, who I bring up in almost every episode we do. Because we talk horror movies all the time, and he's always pestering me about stuff I haven't seen and shit. Yeah. And it's just like, if I grew up on this, I would probably really like it, or at least like it a lot more. Seeing yeah. it as a 30-plus-year-old man now, after everything I've already seen that mm-hmm. did this better than this does, I don't sure. care as much as I should. Right. Like, uh, I'm going to throw one out there that will probably get me some flack, probably even from you, but... So Jeremy and I went to Emerald City a couple years ago together, and it was the sure. first time that I watched Princess Bread. Oh. And I was like, it's fun. I, I enjoyed <laughs> it. It's not my new obsession. I'll probably, unless forced to, never watch it again. So like, that's I don't, weird, because like I watched that movie, and the first time I watched it, I loved it. In a, di- in, in a, in a different way than like... Yeah. It's it's weird. I don't know, but I, like also, I, my an ex of mine had made me watch that movie, and mm-hmm. so she is now forever associated to it. But, I hate that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I have a couple of those too, and it's just like I never want to watch this God again. Damn it. I'm not. Try- I, I want to watch it. But I'm not trying to think about you right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have a lot of mixed feelings about this movie, and not the movie in itself, just the way that um, I circumnavigated the evil dead waters to get to this point. And I feel like I kind of, I really like, like you said, I really wish I would have watched this way back in the day. I feel like I would have more of an attachment to it, given the fact that like even watching evil dead Two, like there's times where, you know, the special effects are just insane. Yeah. It's really weird. There's some that look amazing. And then there's others that look God awful. It's really strange. Yeah. it, It really, walks like goes back and forth between this line of um real quality and it's like Mm -hmm. here's where they spent their money and time and this is the stuff they had to do last minute to do filler shots it's like that skit on key and peel where they're doing a music video and it shows the budget at the bottom and every time they do something the budget ticks away until the budget runs away and then all of a sudden he's got paper swords and he's (laughs) you know his horse with wings is gone and he's (laughs) sitting on a piece of cardboard like if you haven't seen it i'll send it to you but it's it's great um but yeah so evil dead is uh it's 1987 that's the thing because i'm like god this really feels more like 1982 like 84 like yeah. like you watch this movie um the way that it looks and it there's times where it looks really good but it's not like i i don't know i guess you're comparing schumacher to Raimi. i mean stylistically but i mean like watching lost boys like that still holds up visually even though that's very much 80s like you can watch yeah. it and you're not like oh my god like it's the times yeah but like yeah. the, the but he also you also have to throw out like he with Lost Boys, like that was a studio picture, more or less. This was like sure. a couple. Of, I mean, this was more studio than the original. Oh yeah, because that was very much an indie movie. But this was like an indie movie with a budget. Yeah. So, uh, the budget for this movie was uh, three point five million, and it made five point nine. I mean, okay. Um. Yeah, I guess you're right. The Lost Boys was a uh, eight point five million. Still less than Fright Night. Jesus Christ, Interview with the Vampire had $60 million budget. Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's all that money. Antonio Banderas. 
Right, but I mean, same same year. Oh shit! In ten days, it'll be like thirty five years that Lost Boys came out. I'm sorry, I know this is not that, but no. Um, so da 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 da. It is a. Uh, it's called a sequel to the 1981 horror film The Evil Dead. Uh, is written and uh, the film is written by uh, Ramey and Scott Spiegel. Evil Dead Two is produced by Robert Tappert and stars Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams who vacations with his girlfriend to a remote cabin in the woods. He, uh, he discovers an audio tape of uh, recitations from a book of ancient texts. When the recording is played, it unleashes a number of demons which possess and torment him. Um, after the critical and commercial failure of Crime Wave in 1985, uh, Ramey Tap- Tapper and Campbell began to work on a sequel to Evil Dead at the insistence of their publicist, Irvin Shapiro. Having endorsed the original film, author Stephen King brought the project to the attention of producer Dino De Laurentiis, Laurentiis, Latisse, which that name sounds familiar. I just don't remember what it was yeah. from. Um, with whom he had made his directorial debut of Maximum Overdrive. Oh, there that's why it down was repressed. Now. <laughs> Yuck. 1986. It's Even, fine. Yeah. Hello? Uh, I just heard a big loud bang in my living room. Um, so De Laurentiis um, agreed to provide financial backing and assigned the filmmakers a considerably larger budget than what they had worked with on the original film. Um, although Raimi had devised a premise set in the Middle Ages and, and involving time travel, De Laurentiis requested that the film be similar to its predecessor. Very. Um, Evil, huh? Very. <laughs> uh, Evil Dead 2 was shot in Wadesboro, North Carolina, and uh, Detroit, Michigan in 1986, um, and featured extensive stop-motion animation which might be what gets me is the stop motion, but and prosthetic because the visual effects for the most part were really good. Yeah. Um, like the um, uh, so uh, prosthetic makeup effects created by a team of artists, including Mark Shostrom, Greg Nicotero, Robert Kurtzman, um, Tom Sullivan, um, the latter whom returned from the original film. The film was released in the United States on March 13th, 1987 due to its high level of violence. It was released through a pseudonym distributor to curb the anticipated X rating from the MPAA. Much like Evil Dead, it is widely acclaimed by critics, with praise being reserved for its humor, uh, Raimi's direction, and Campbell's performance. Despite being given somewhat a somewhat limited release, it was a minor box office success grossing just under $6 million. As with the first film, Evil Dead has accumulated a large international cult following. A sequel, a direct sequel, utilizing Raimi's original premise, Army of Darkness, followed in 1992, and it was later followed by a soft reboot and continuation, Evil Dead, which was released in 2013, as well as a television series, Ash vs. Evil Dead, which aired from 2015 to 2018, which I don't know what it is. I think the fact that, like... There's such a departure between Ash, obviously, in 87 and now. I mean, that's to be expected. But even the way that he portrayed, and maybe it comes with age. Maybe it's because I haven't seen Army of Darkness. I don't know. But, like, he plays... He doesn't necessarily play a doof. But he's just, like, um, a cocky, overconfident, 
kind of just nothing good happens to um, older men in Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. Kind of like just can't catch a break. Mm-hmm. But I... I love that show and I would, I would defend that show. Like, you know, the international cult followings would, you know, protect this one, but I can't recommend the show enough. It's just, it's just like, it feels like it gives you the stuff of evil dead, but in a modern take kind of like nowadays where we're getting all this star Wars content and it's all from what, you know, Lucas, which wish he could have done then and mm-hmm. can do now. It kind of seems in that vein to where it's like, okay, we're going to make this, we can make this. It looks better. I don't know if it's just different direction. It's hard to say, but um, that's fair. So the the film stars Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams, Sarah Barry as Annie Noby, Dan Hicks as Jake, Cassie Wesley as the tough spitting Bobby Joe, Denise mm. Baxter as Linda, um, Snowy Winters as dancing demon Linda. Um, and then Ted Raimi as possessed Henrietta in the basement. Oh. Yeah. I was, when I was watching, I was like, oh, he didn't sneak his brother in. Oh, he did. He did. Oh, he did. (laughs) Yeah, he was, uh, he was the big, big lady downstairs. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) Um. It's good makeup then, because I didn't, I thought it was just a creepy old lady. Yeah. Kudos well, yeah, that. that was that's what I mean. Like the prosthetics on that were fantastic. Yeah. Um, the concept of a sequel to The Evil Dead was discussed during a location shooting of, on the first film. Um, Urban Shapiro, the film's publicist, pushed writer director uh, Raimi to devise a premise for such a film. Um, as we said, Raimi settled on a story in which Ash was sucked through a time portal to the Middle Ages, where he would encounter more deadites. Shapiro loved the concept and in May of 84 took out advertisements and trade magazines to promote the film titled, or then titled Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead and the Army of Darkness. That's a long fucking title. Yeah, take that uh, one Evil Dead. <laughs> evil Dead 2, the Evil Dead of the Evil Dead Army of Darkness. Because so. they're evil and they're dead. <laughs> Sequel. Right. Um, after Universal Pictures and 20th Century Fox passed on it, the sequel was shelved in favor of Raimi's next film, Crime Wave, um, which was a comedy crime film uh, from 85 that flopped, it sounds like. Um, so uh, after crime wave, quiet, crime wave was released to critical... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, to critical and audience disinterest, Raimi and his partners at Renaissance Pit pictures um producer robert tapper and co um, actor and co-producer bruce campbell took shapiro up on his uh, sequel offer knowing that another flop would further stall their already lagging careers <laughs> development of evil dead 2 initially began in collaboration with embassy pictures which had co-financed and distributed crime wave but the film uh, film members eventually felt that they were being stalled after months uh, five months of pre-production work and um yeah, just all around bad times. At this time, producer Dino De Laurentiis, the owner of the production company and distribution company De Laurentiis Entertainment Group, asked Raimi if he'd uh, be interested in directing an adaptation of Stephen King's novel Thinner. He turned down the offer, but De Laurentiis remained in touch with the young filmmaker. Um, 
Though they had already received uh, the necessary funding to produce the film, the script had been written for some time, having been uh, composed largely during the production of Crime Wave. Ramey contacted his old friend Scott Spiegel, who had collaborated with Campbell and others on the Super 8mm films they had produced during their childhood in Michigan. Most of these films had been comedies, and uh, Spiegel felt that Evil Dead 2 w- uh, should be less straight horror than the first. Um, initially, the opening sequence included all five of the original film characters. However, in an effort to save time and money, all but Ash and Linda were cut from the final draft. Though the film went through several other drafts, including a group of escaped convicts holding Ash captive in the cabin where, uh, while they searched for buried treasure. God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Spiegel and Ramey wrote most of the film in their lake house in their lake house in Sil- in their in their house in Silver Lake, Los Angeles, California, where they were living with aforementioned the aforementioned Cohen brothers, um, as well as uh, Francis McDormand, Kathy Bates, and Holly Hunter. Jesus Christ! All these people oh. in one house. Uh, Holly Hunter was the primary inspiration for the Bobby Joe character. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. (laughs) Not necessarily in a good way, but yes, it does. No, but yes. Um, God damn. That's like a, just blew my mind right now. (laughs) Uh, Due to the distractions of their house guests and the films that are involved in crime waves, Josh Becker, uh, uh, Josh Becker's Thou Shall Not Kill, except took the script or the script took a long time to finish. Um, although the film's many inspirations include the Three Stooges and other slapstick comedy films, God damn it, Ash's fights with disembodied, <laughs> the disembodied hand came from a film made by Spiegel as a teenager entitled Attack of the Helping Hand, which was itself, inspe- um, ins- which was itself inspired by television commercials advertising hamburger helpers. <laughs> Um, the laughing room scene where all the ab- uh, objects in the room seemingly come to life and begin to cackle maniacally along with Ash came after Spiegel jokingly used a gooseneck lamp to visually demonstrate a Popeye-esque laugh. God damn it. Spiegel's humor, humorous influence can be seen throughout the film, perhaps most prominently in certain visual jokes. For, in- for instance, when Ash traps his rogue hand under a pile of books... On top is a farewell to arms. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I thought that one was clever. I didn't notice that, but that's great. Yeah. Um, while Raimi and Campbell have stated Evil Dead 2 is intended to be a direct, a direct sequel, there are differences between the first movie and the recap at the beginning of the second. For example, the Necronomicon is destroyed in a fire by Ash during the conclusion of Evil Dead, yet remains intact in Evil Dead 2. The corpses of Ash's friends from the first movie are absent, and they are never mentioned. The cabin remains perfectly intact until the events of the film, despite much of it being destroyed in the original film. See, and this is uh, something we I was going to have you kind of mention this uh, up top, because traditionally in these uh, situations where we're starting a new franchise, we start with the first one. Mm-hmm. But we started with this one. I'm, I'm not... You know, I know you wanted to get to Army of Darkness and the show, but... Um, <laughs> Part of the reasoning that we were able to do this was the idea that this is essentially a remake of the original. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's basically, it kind of, de- like, it kind of gets rid of, it's like, it just kind of gets rid of the original because it's mm-hmm. like, like, here, we'll give you a 10 minute recap of all the important things that happened from Evil Dead 1 leading up to what we what's going to happen now. 
And so it's almost like I don't, I don't, I don't know what the reason for, you know, getting rid of the original and going this route. Um, but yeah. And so the thing is, is yeah, normally we would always start with the, uh, you know, the first entry into the series, but given the fact that when people talk about evil dead, they seemingly talk about evil dead too. Mm-hmm. And when <coughs> e- with, um, with Sorry evil dead two, you watching that, there's really no need to watch the original. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, much. watching this, I was like, I haven't watched the original in like 10 years, but it was like, this feels like the exact same movie. And not only that, but, like, the first one doesn't matter. Because if he had experienced this stuff before, then why wouldn't he be going, oh, not this again? Like, this is the exact kind of movie where someone would look at the camera and go, not this again. Oh, god damn it. Um, So... Um, here, so, man, there's a bunch of other stuff here. Okay, so the film was, uh, the score was composed by Joseph Loduca, who composed the other two scores in the Evil Dead trilogy. Waxwork Records uh, released the soundtrack on vinyl in 2017 for the film's 30th anniversary. Hmm. Um, so, like the original film, Evil Dead 2 has uh, had censorship difficulties due to its high level of violence. Um, as Deg. Um, De Laurentiis' entertainment group was a signatory was a signatory to the MPAA. Raimi was contractually obligated to shoot the film with the intention of it of it earning an R rating. Um, upon reviewing the completed film, Degg's executives felt that Evil Dead Two would almost certainly receive receive an X rating, thereby limiting its commercial prospects. Um, Ultimately, Degg decided not to submit Evil Dead 2 to the MPA for review or be credited on screen for their work or for their involvement in it. Instead, a shell company run by De Laurentiis, son-in-law Alex D. Benedetti, Rosebud Releasing Corporation, was set up to handle the film's U.S. Uh, release, allowing it to be shown unrated. Although Rosebud technically did not have, dist- have a distribution network. Degg already booked the film in 340 cinemas across the country and had created a paid for the film, uh, cre- had created and paid for the film's advertising campaign. Rosebud's logo, a rose blooming in a time-lapse photography against a, s- a painted sky backdrop, was designed and shot by Raimi himself. Hmm. That's um, cool. Hmm? That's cool. Yeah. So, Evil Dead opened on March 13th to an uh, unimpressive weekend gross of $807,260 due to its limited release in 310 cinemas at the time. However, after spending a little over a month in theaters, the film ultimately grossed $5,924,421 worldwide, which sounds like a lot of word of mouth. Um, The premiere showing of the movie was was a midnight showing on March 13th, 1987 at the Man Westwood 4, now a Whole Foods Market, thank you for that, Mm -hmm. where some of the cast signed autographs before the show and many of the viewers dressed up in costumes. God, (laughs) back in 87. There was an early screening for uh, the Academy of Sci-Fi, Fantasy, and Horror that took place at USC the weekend before it was released. That's awesome. Um... So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has an a- approval rating of 95% of the movie, and it's an average rating of 7.9 out of 10. Um, it holds a score out of 72 out of 100 on Metacritic. Um, 
Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film three stars out of four, describing it as a fairly uh, sophisticated satire that makes you want to get up and shuffle. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Entertainment Weekly has the film ranked number 19 on their list of top 50 cult films. Hmm. Sight and Sound ranked it number 34 on their funniest films of all time list. Or 34 out of 50. Um, in 2008, Empire Magazine included Evil Dead on their list of the 500 greatest movies of all time, ranked wow. number 49. Okay. Um, J.C. Um, Masick, uh, the third of Pop Matters, wrote, Equal Parts Remake and Sequel. The second film brought back Bruce Campbell as Ash and was every bit as gory and horrific as the first film with more tree rape and dismemberment and body splatters than ever. Well, what a quote. Um, On the (laughs) other hand, Evil Dead 2 is also an absolutely hilarious and uproarious intentional comedy. In 2016, James Charisma Playboy ranked the film 12 on a list of 15 sequels that are way better than the originals. Um, It was nominated for Best Horror Film. Um, at the Saturn Awards, best uh, special effects and best makeup um, didn't win, and then it was also nominated for best film at, at the Fanta Sporto Awards and Catalan International Film Festival. Hmm. Um, in popular culture, the Elvis Dead, an English comic stage show, retells Evil Dead in the style of Elvis Presley. That sounds entertaining. That would be fun. Um, the 1993 um, first-person shooter game Doom was inspired by Evil Dead. That's cool. The game's programmer, John Carmack, came up with the game's concept after about using technology to fight demons, inspired by the Dungeons & Dragons campaign that the team had played, combining the styles of Evil Dead 2 and Aliens. Uh, the 1991 hit song People Are Still Having Sex by Latour contains a dialogue sample of the Hello Lover from the film. Hmm. So, little fun facts before we yeah. get going here. Um, the tagline, pleasure, please. Um, okay. If you couldn't tell from the plot, Ashley Williams travels to a secluded cabin with his girlfriend where they find a tape reading a, of a professor and a book, blah, blah, blah. We already read this, yeah. but the the it unleashes a bunch of evil spirits that constantly terrorize Ash. Meanwhile, a journalist comes to the area to study the Book of Evil. Ash and her end up having to survive the swarm until morning comes. Um, here we go. Let's get into some fun facts here. Oh my God, my dogs. Um, <laughs> So during the scene where the severed head of Linda bites Ash's hand, Bruce Campbell says the single line, work shed. This line was later redubbed in post-production due to the quality of audio, giving a strange, slightly disproportionate sound to the audio. Nine years later, while filming his cameo in Escape from L.A., the first thing uh, Kurt Russell said to Bruce Campbell on the set was jokingly, say work shed. (laughs) Um, 
uh, we already talked about Stephen King. So the large demonic head Ash battles in the climax of the film, which the crew nicknamed the Rotten Applehead, was too large and cumbersome from the crew for the crew to carry back to California, so it was left in North Carolina and soon disappeared. Its whereabouts were unknown for a number of years until it was found in a Halloween haunted house attraction just outside the original shooting location in Wadesboro, North Carolina. Um, most of the film was shot on a set built inside the gymnasium of the Junior Faison, Faison uh, Junior High School in Wadesboro, North Carolina. Um, the recap of Evil Dead 1981 includes a shot where the evil force runs through the cabin and rams into ash. When this film was shot, Bruce Campbell suffered, or when this shot was filmed, Bruce Campbell sh- uh, suffered a broken jaw when Sam Raimi, who was operating the camera, crashed into him with a bicycle. Jesus. Or, or so people were led to believe. This was a story concocted by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell as a gag to see how many people would actually believe it happened. Oh. <laughs> Got me for five seconds there. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, this is Bruce Campbell's favorite film of the trilogy. Um, Ash's uh, chainsaw appears to switch hands in one scene. This is because Sam Raimi decided Ash should walk the opposite way across the room in that scene, so he flipped the negative. Um, Often considered to be a remake, we already talked about that, however, it's not accurate. The rights uh, rights to to show scenes from the original could not be obtained for the recap. Um, So the the beginning of it was remade to tell how Ash got to the cabin. Um, Bruce Campbell completely improvised the scene where he fights his possessed hand in the kitchen of the cabin. Sam Raimi uh, praised his performance and used the first take for the film. So that like this, it's like the things about this movie that like we had complained about Mm -hmm. everything that I love about this movie is Bruce Campbell, even though there's parts of the movie where it drives me crazy because I'm just like, I'm watching a horror movie and I guess I wasn't i was expect i should have known there was comedy but i just wasn't expecting it to be so heavy zany well that's like i knew it was gonna be funny like that and that's you know i tried to be open-minded with that because as i've mentioned many times horror comedies are not my jam Mm -hmm. so like i knew what it was gonna be but it was just too much and it didn't land like some of them were there were funny moments you know but A lot of it, I was just going, okay. Like, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I feel the same way about musicals, man. Like, <laughs> well, um, that's the thing. I mean, a good comedy, good musical, you have to hit the note at the right time. Right. And this, it just berates you again and again and again and again. And there's no <laughs> let up to have it. It, it reminded me, I, I just remembered what it reminded me of was House of a Thousand Corpses. Because it's like, he had a million ideas to shove into one movie and about <laughs> half of them land because okay. it's just too much stuff. Like That's after, why I can't wait for you to watch Devil's Rejects. Yeah, and you know, we'll cover it, I'm sure, soon. But yeah, it was just after a while, it was just like, okay, I don't need to see any more weird, gross crap in this movie. I just don't care anymore. It's not shocking. It's irritating. <laughs> and that's the thing with this. Like... It's not funny anymore. It's just kind of annoying. Hmm. All righty. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we'll wrap these up here. So the zombified Henrietta was actually played by Sam Raimi's little brother, Ted. 
He was forced to wear an extremely heavy full-body latex suit with the addition of eye lenses and fake teeth. The only part of Ted's, or the only body part of Ted's the audience can see is his tongue when his mouth is wide open. Um, the shooting location of Wadesboro was going through a heat wave at the time, and a combination of this and the cumbersome suit made the production extremely difficult for Ted. He would quick he would uh, quickly become overheated and uh, profusely sweat in the suit. The special effects team would have to pour the liters of sweat out of the suit into styrofoam cups at the end of the shoot every day. <sighs> in the climax of the film, the sweat can be seen pouring out of Henrietta's ear when she is flying through the air attacking Annie. Viewers can see at the bottom of the screen when she turns to Ash and screams. There's a rumor that the effects team somehow used the collection of sweat in a horrendous prank on Ted in his last day in the suit. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's like, I'm never doing a movie again. Um, the eyeball swallowing shot was actually filmed in reverse. Yeah, I kind of figured. Yeah. There um, are some very obvious uh, reverse photography going Yeah. in many scenes. So the sound of the evil traveling through the forest was a combination of Sam Raimi's voice and an audio sample of Orson Welles, technically making this the last film he appeared in in any capacity. Oh, that's kind of cool. I did yeah. like that noise. Like It was a very ominous, creepy thing that kind mm -hmm. of put me on edge. Yeah. Though I don't fully get it. Um, at a minute... Uh, at one hour and seven minutes and five seconds, Ash's first utterance of his signature comment, groovy. Um, the, da oh, the dagger is another one of the many weapons from the movie, uh, first movie that returned here, the Kandarian dagger. Um, and yeah, we'll call it there. Okay. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about this movie. Um, we'll go through the... I was just writing down notes because I was so tired. Mm -hmm. um, you know... Yeah, we don't need to go shot for shot. Just uh, highlight yeah. reel since we've already kind of talked about what we think. Right. I agree. So, just some of the things about the movie that stand out to you. Like, um, I did kind of chuckle when he took Linda's head off with a shovel, just picked it up and clean off. I'm like, it's yeah. a shovel, but hey. It was brutal. I mean, it was a night. It was a cool moment for him because he could kind of see the pain of like I'm having to massacre my girlfriend because she's possessed by this thing. Like the beginning well, of this movie, I thought was quite solid. Right. It it's not until like later on when it started to get really zany that I was like, okay, enough. But like the opening and having to kill the girlfriend and bury her, and then she was possessed. Even the stop motion of her headless dancing outside the window it's like uh, it's a very obvious stop motion but it, it you know i'll give it a pass yeah. it's the 80s independent movie it's not bad yeah very tim burton-esque is what it reminded yeah. me of for um, sure and i also he, loved the possessed hand bit in the kitchen like that all of that like some of it was a little much but uh, i like i really did like it when it he you know cool. when the hands pulling him towards the cleaver yeah. Like when he started doing that, I I, I, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh my mm -hmm. god! <laughs> but yeah, that was really clever. Um, some of the some of the other things about it though, like there are a lot of scenes in this movie where it's like, oh, that's where this is from. Like you know, mm -hmm. possessed possessed demon Ash, where you know he's doing the yelling and he's pointing at somebody. Like I was like, I've seen a lot of these clips. Yeah. Um, 
when he's yeah. flying through the woods that, that yeah, super like, fast shot it's like i don't know how they did that i but don't it's either amazing yeah it was great um yeah dude i don't know man like a lot of the stuff that was in this movie they definitely carried on you know, like into the show like um you know the possessed uh deer antlers or the deer head that was mm-hmm. stuff that gets used later on to yeah. um I thought the deer head looked pretty good, all things considered. There was, I mean, it's very obvious when it's an actual deer head and when it's the puppet deer head. Oh, of course, yeah. It's like when you're watching a cartoon and all the books on the shelf look matte, except for the one that's really crisp that you know they're going to reach for. (laughs) Yeah, fucking cartoons, man. (laughs) Oh, I felt like I was, like, when I finally figured that, I was like, oh my god, I cracked the code. (laughs) But yeah, like... There's a lot of things about this movie that I do like. A lot of it, surprisingly, and does involve the hand. I wasn't expecting that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, uh, what is it? In uh, the, the game, there's an Ash, Ash versus Evil Dead, uh, the game. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Our, the squeaky, creepy hand is in that one as well. If, you, yeah. if any of the listeners are gamers, I would recommend checking that out. From uh, the demon's perspective, it's it's really cool because, you know, you have one person playing as a demon, um, controlling whatever powers they can, but then you have up to four people controlling different uh, characters, and the coolest thing about that is, is if you've never played the game and you're a fan of the show or the movie, mm-hmm. like, the way that the camera gets low and speeds through, um, like, that angle they do the same thing in the game. So like, it's really, it really is kind of immersive. Um, a lot of the same stuff, like it's cool to see where the things that I did know about this movie, um, to finally see the origins, you know, like Linda's head being in a vice and they show that Nashville. Yeah. That was a cool scene too. That was brutal. Like her, him chopping her up and stuff. I was like, wow, this is really something. Yeah. It started out so strong. Like thinking back on, it, I was like, God, I've like I liked a lot more of this than I kind of remembered liking, uh-huh. but it kind of goes so crazy towards the end there that it's just like I just can't fully support this. So the thing, I guess the like the, the thing with me in this is like I I enjoyed it. I still think I like the show more than I do this movie, mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of the things that they have from this, you know, they kind of recycle it and it gets into the show. But I don't know, it just, it really, it has its humor, but it's not so heavy-handed. Like, it's a it's a gory, splattery horror show that's funny, instead yeah. of just being, like you said, like, Ash meets Looney Tunes. Yeah. And, granted, like we said, it's it, it sounds like we're shitting on it, but at the same time, this movie is, you know, 35 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the time, I bet this was a hell of a watch. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's plenty of stuff ago. to see in this. Like I, said, I respect it a lot from a filmmaking perspective. There's a ton of stuff in this where you can point to and go, oh, that's where that came from. Right. And this spawned off 50 other versions that are, you know, yeah. a varying quality, but better. Like this started that trend and made it into the greatness that it is today. Right. And the, it just feels like the show, t- like, it does a lot of the things that it did in this movie, 
but it just feels like it's it's told in a way that I prefer, like yeah. as I mentioned. And so, if you haven't seen this movie and you've made it through this, like <laughs> I was not expecting this to go being like, hey, this, you know, we're shitting on one of the most iconic horror comedy films of all time. But like, I don't know. It just it's so like I I did myself a disservice by getting to this movie uh, like the way that I did but that's fair and I mean it was always going to be hard sell for me I knew that going in you know I saw drag me to hell in theaters I thought it was okay I watched it later oh my god I hate that movie so (laughs) bad oh Um, my god you know I I enjoyed original evil dead I guess but I haven't watched it in over 10 years so it's just like this is just not my jam really and it's so I liked it more than I thought I would. Yeah. I thought I was going to come out of this just resenting you for making me watch another schlocky nonsense movie, but it was fun. I'm glad I bought them because I think this is something that I'm going to want to watch both of them back to back again someday. Right. In the distant future. Yeah. No, this movie, like, I do like this movie. I like it a lot more than it sounds like what we're talking about it from. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't have that emotional connection to them. Like I do a lot of movies and I I wish I did. Like I have more of a, like a connection to the show than I do this movie. Um, I can't wait to watch army of darkness because of, you know, how much I've heard about it. And, um, you know, it just kind of seems to be the movie that everybody talks about. Yeah. But I don't know. That's Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. So, yeah, we did kind of speed through this. Um, I know it's getting later, and, you know, sorry for the episode being so quick, but I got to go to Costco. Justin's going to start winding down. He's got to work tomorrow. I'm on vacation. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Salt in the wound a little harder. Yeah, dude, I'm going to be <clears> up <throat> until, until July 31st, dude. <sighs> I can't wait. This is gross. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, without, you know, dragging this out for the sake mm-hmm. of it only being 45 minutes, Justin, why don't you let everybody know what movie we're doing next time with a little more reverence, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one I'm really excited for. This was... It's an old movie, but it's one that I just discovered a few years back with uh, our friend Justin. Uh, And he and I went to see it, and I absolutely loved it. It's the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. There it is. I have not seen the original. Yeah, it's so fun. It's I like it more than the remake with Goldblum and Sutherland. But nice, I've seen that one. I've never, but I've never seen the original. Yeah. So I'm very excited to cover it. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, yeah. That'll that'll be um, into August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All righty. Well, we want to thank you all for joining us as always. Um, we hope that you do not take offense to our ramblings about this uh, cult classic. Um, be gentle. We do like it more <laughs> than it sounds like. We just... This is the thing with doing this podcast is... It, it's forcing us to watch a lot of classics we may not, we should not, or we should have watched and we have not, or just, you know, haven't been exposed to yet. Sure. But, um, as always, thank you. We appreciate you. Um, 
you can find us on all the social medias. We are on Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore Pod. We are on the Slasher app, uh, Pod and Gore Podcast. Add us on there. Um, you can email us at podandgore at gmail.com. There is no shortage of ways to get a hold of us. We encourage you to do so. If you got questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, there's an episode you'd like us to cover. Um, there's a subject you'd like to talk us to talk about. Um, the, um, the person who left us the review, um, recently miss, uh, what is it? Um, Biggie Smalls, the pup, we will get into a shark movie at some point. Um, maybe August. I don't know. I feel like if we don't do you already it soon, said what you're, you already told me what your August one's going to be. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. You can switch August. it up to something else though. We can do there's it in September. Time. That's fine. It's still we'll going to be hot. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, but anyway, we will see you guys uh, next episode when we go back in time mm-hmm. to uh, talk about Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Until then, we have been your fumbling host. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And we'll see you guys next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.